Hello, you are listening to Everyday Creative People. I'm your host, Dina Adrians, and this podcast is for the doers, dreamers, and makers of the world. For anyone who wishes they had more time and freedom to play, who struggles with creative blocks, or who is trying to figure out how to make a living while making art, I'm here to stumble through the madness by your side. Once you've finished listening to today's show, please take a moment to subscribe to future episodes and rate the podcast, leave a comment, and tell a friend. You can join the community over in the Creative Playground Facebook group and find all the show notes at dinaadriance.com slash ecdpodcast. Now settle in, get comfy, and enjoy the show. Hey, Lisa, how's it going? Good, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. So I'm so excited to chat with you today. Um, If you can start off by just introducing yourself to our audience, tell us a little bit about who you are, what kind of a role does art play in your life, and yeah, what are you up to now? So yeah, my name's Lisa Anash, and I've been, um, I'm a lover of beauty and a child at heart, and um, right now I'm just finishing up like my, my, a certificate in um, called Pastoral Ministries. It's a theology certificate within school, and um, this has been part of my journey in discovering who I am, also as an artist. And um, I also have been creating on my on the side for the last three years um, some acrylic paintings and oil pieces, and now just starting out in watercolor. And um, the the range just is uh, unending for me. So I'm. Yeah, I'm in this process of just discovering of what art is and how mm. wide it is and um, just discovering so much more about myself through the process of, of seeing uh, other people express themselves and their art forms and um, wanting to, to just know more. Um, yeah. So right now, this has been, uh, you know, one step at a time and trying to figure out like who I am in this process and what do I want to tell the world? And um, it's been, it's been a really great journey. Hmm. So uh, have you always been somebody who um, sort of identified as a creative person? Not at all. You Hmm. don't even know how much (laughs) I used to tell people like, Oh, you're so artistic. They would tell me and I would respond. No, I'm not. I'm not creative. Like, I had this picture of what an artist was like, and I was just not that. I had this picture of myself being like um, just so small in that scale, thinking, okay, I have, I play some musical instruments. Okay, like that's a bit creative, but I'm not creative. I'm just copying everybody. Um, I'm not an artist. I just copy really well. And I had this well, great ability to take an image and try to replicate it with, you know, um, either drawing technique or um, maybe taking my paints and trying to replicate it. And so I was like, well, if creativity is about exploring something new, I'm not new. I'm doing the exact same thing as everyone else. (laughs) So in a sense, I, I just didn't associate myself as creative at all. And um, it only came through so many people telling me like, you are, you are this and you are this. And 
that I had to eventually face the fact that am I believing something that's not true <laughs> or, is this, or is everyone else flat, you know, completely deceived? Mm. <laughs> um, for the longest time, I did think they were deceived. And now I'm discovering like, oh, wow, I was so deceived. I thought <laughs> an artist was a certain portrayal, you know, Van Gogh or Monet or like mm. someone who maybe passed away already and like they would become an artist and um, everyone else was just doing it as a hobby and maybe some did art as a profession and made money with it because, well, they were good and they knew what they were doing. But as I've come to discover, there's a lot of people who do know what they're doing and that is awesome, but there's a lot of people who are discovering something new every day and that's their process and that's their art and that is what they sell um and that's what people love also is just the the continuation of of opening up our horizons Hmm. i feel like that's such a huge misconception about being an artist like we have this idea that we need to be perfect from the beginning oh my goodness (laughs) i'm like where does that idea come from (laughs) oh my goodness yeah i could tell you that i definitely compared myself a hundredfold um ever since uh elementary school i would be given um maps within my geography class and my teacher would say okay you're gonna draw in the map, you're going to color it in. And if one person colored one way versus someone coloring another way, they would get reduced marks. Whereas someone who would color color in consistently Mm. the same way with the same, um, uh, like pressure would get graded better for consistency. And so I'm like, well, I did really well in those classes. So I was more of a perfectionist in that regard. Um, And others who weren't like disqualified themselves and they would ask me, hey, Lisa, can you fill in my map? And I'd say, okay, no problem. Um, But it was, it was like these, these little moments in our, um, in our childhood development that we somehow come to a conclusion regarding our, our artistic selves, our creative selves. And we, we, you know, we disqualify ourselves from the race. Um, second thing, you know, it there, there are other people who are going to make it and I'm just never going to make it in this regard. So I'm just going to quit. I'm just going to go on the sidelines and I'm going to sit and watch other people pass right by me. And um, for me, that was just, that broke my heart as I think about it. And it still breaks my heart thinking how many people have disqualified themselves um, Mm. just because they compared and someone said, this isn't as good as this one. And so because of my judgment, I say this one's better than yours. Whereas someone who did color outside the lines, what was not artistic about that? What did not, you know, <laughs> why couldn't they get graded for um, coloring outside the lines and yeah. making those little things uh, and being recognized for it as being unique? And um, that's just because we've been put in a systematic educational system that has to grade us somehow. So unfortunately, those are the, some, those are the things that, uh, that kind of, can discourage a lot of people so yeah you know me for the longest time oh man you're really reminding me of this song and when I was like 21 22 I spent two summers working at this really incredible um summer camp out in Wyoming um that was run by this really incredible old lady who was like I have this big ranch and I there needs to be young people here and we need to make art and uh 
you know, think about making the world a better place. And it was just this like incredible place. But she had in her, so she lived on this ranch and then every summer she would open up her ranch for these kids. And I just remember in the bathroom of her house, she had a painting on the wall that had um, this poem written on it, which I later realized is actually a song. Um, it's called Flowers Are Red by Harry Chapin. And it has been so imprinted on my brain. I've never forgotten it to this day. And it's exactly what you just described. It's this story um, about a little boy who goes to school and he starts, he gets some crayons and he starts to draw and puts colors all, it says, I actually just pulled up the lyrics. It says, um, he got some crayons and he started to draw. He put colors all over the paper for colors was what he saw. And the teacher said, what you doing, young man? I'm painting flowers, he said. She said, it's not the time for art, young man. And anyway, flowers are green and red. There's a time for everything, young man, and a way it should be done. You've got to show concern for everyone else. You're not the only one. Um, and it, it just goes wow. on. It's this whole story about how this kid, like, learns to color inside the lines and color wow. like flowers are red and grass is green and like that's just how the way it is and like we don't have to do anything else and it's the mm. saddest story um but it's so it's so true like that people really teach like that and it's such a problem yeah it is it can be a problem for sure um yeah that that song wow that's really powerful yeah um just hearing how there was there was such a shaping and there's such a responsibility um that comes with with mentoring and and with child development and mm -hmm. and because it was really a, a time where we developed so many thoughts about who we are and um what we can be and what we can do with our with our with our hands and with our minds and with our hearts like there's just such a a range of what we can do, but there's often so little uh, access to to trying those things. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, so yeah. how did you finally get to a place where you were ready to actually listen to what people were, tell were telling you and accept this this identity as an artist, as a creator? Oh, well, <laughs> I would say there's a lot of pride and I recognize pride as, as two dimensions. One saying, hey, you know, I could do it. Look at me. I'm amazing. And then on the other side, there's this false humility that I was just so thought this was my identity was like, I'm not good. No, 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 I'm not. Please stop. Like, <laughs> but really, I couldn't just accept the fact that I could be good. I could say thank you and stop rejecting everybody's compliments, um, <laughs> which inevitably, like I was just discarding what they were saying, which I, I felt bad for after thinking about it, um, that I did have a gift and I did have an ability to, to see beauty and to um, express that beauty that I saw in, in the creation around me. And that it reflected something greater in me. It reflected something that was beyond my ability to, um, to even thank people for. Like it was beyond me. I, I, I think, um, I thank God often. Like I, I do recognize there's a, a being beyond myself, and it's really uh, a gifting that has been inside of me all this time, but never really had an opportunity to 
to grow. And it was really only when I finished uh, my first degree, I, I finished in, in marketing and I was like very lost. And after coming from a very systematic time of just working within schedule, 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 finishing deadlines, you have a lot of time to think when you have all of that swept underneath your feet. Mm. So it really brought me to a place of where's my grounding? I, I, all my grounding was in my schedules and um, I didn't really know who I was at the time. And so all I knew was that I had pulled out a bunch of painting paints for my cousins over Christmas time after I graduated. And um, I was like, guys, why don't we just paint? Why don't we do something different? You know? And as I was sitting there, I'm like, Oh, I, I kind of like this. Like <laughs> why, <laughs> why have I, you know, shelved this since, you know, high school or even before that like just just not doing anything uh with my hands in that regard um maybe doodling on my agenda in school but I think just exploring color I think was something that was fascinating to me um just the the texture of paint and Hmm. what it could make what it could do when you mix the colors and uh, maybe it didn't look exactly like the picture I had I wanted to paint or the one that was in front of me but it started to look like something else. And um, I remember just there was this one evening I had this like kind of a, an epiphany or maybe just like a revelation of just while I was painting, um, I was like, I'm not going to paint with a picture anymore. I'm going to try to just use what I want to paint in my mind. And that wasn't easy for me. Um, I had somewhat of an idea of a garden in my, in my imagination. And um, I just, started to picture how it might look and it was difficult it was really difficult to push myself beyond the process and then I kind of went on the internet how to how to get the depth of field right or how to mm. how to do um you know the colors in the front versus the back uh, of an of an image or um just little details like that that I had no clue about those were technical pieces that I'd never been trained in and so I had to kind of look it up on the internet and um try to develop this image I had in my mind out on, on a canvas. And um, at painting, I, I will, I will, it'll be on uh, the website. I will, I will send it to you, but um, it's called life is beautiful. And it's just this image of a garden and how much more there is and just, there's this one flower and it's beautiful, but when it's put together in, in, in the masses, how beautiful is it? just a picture and it's often you know a metaphor of just what it looks like to collaborate and to connect and to Mm. really see the big picture but don't forget that that little detail of that flower that was was important um, at the time that you were creating it and so um, I think this picture of just looking at the detail but also coming out and looking at the big picture um, was something I think was when I really got into art it was seeing myself having come to such a place in university that was really looking at the details. But as I got out of that, it was coming out and seeing the bigger picture and seeing what I can be, what it can, what I can do with my hands. Um, and then I just started to really create, I would do, you know, paintings over months. Like I would do maybe like 10 in like a few months just because I just loved creating I just wanted to do more I wanted to see what I could do and um and then there were little bumps and obstacles in the in the midst of that but um three years later I I could say I'm at a completely different place and 
I'm trying new things, but I also recognize I might need to go back and do some courses and really develop and train myself to hmm. to gear in a different way so that I could really create from that structure because I really believe that structure is important in terms of um, having an opportunity and having the skill sets to be able to create again. Hmm. It's really, it, it strikes me in, in listening to your story, uh, how much of a wealth of free resources there are on the internet. Like this is something that I've only come to realize I mean, it's, it sounds oh, yeah. so silly, right? Because we go to the internet for everything. But for some reason, oh, it yeah. never occurred to me until fairly recently how much you can learn about art making through the internet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. Like so tutorials. I mean, especially there's like a ton of painting tutorials, um, but all uh-huh. kinds of different things. And I've <laughs> discovered like voice lessons on YouTube (laughs) Um, and like everything that you could want to know as an artist. It's so cool. And and it sounds like for you that you've really been pretty self-taught through resources that you've found on the internet. Is that accurate? Yeah, it has been really instrumental for me um, to have that access. I think a lot of the ideas um, really do stem somewhat from from experience, what I've learned, what I've seen, and then having the need for some skills. Like there are so many skills that are shared online that Mm. people don't recognize. I I often tell people how much, like even music as well. Like I learned my like piano when I was a little child, like from between the ages of five and eight. But then when I wanted to learn the song Apologize by One Republic, where did I go? I went to YouTube and I learned and I watched the video repetitively until I got it down. (laughs) And it was, it was hard. I I spent myself like six hours trying to get this song right, but it didn't take maybe more than six hours because I had already some, um, some, you know, skill sets already in my, in my pocket from when I was in elementary school. But just to say like, I never thought I would be able to play piano again but in mm. a different way they really expose a different a different method a different way yeah. of 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 learning and different approaches and are available on youtube and <laughs> how many other resources online but just in regards to um art um it i did watch quite a few tutorials especially clouds <laughs> i loved making clouds mm. but it's such a struggle it is such a struggle i really give kudos to people who are able to really get the embodiment of, of the shapes and the textures it's just a beautiful image but um, one difficult to replicate and that's why i think it's also creating your own cloud <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's great so what does it what does it mean to you to be an artist now wow um this this question is is beautiful because I think it's just a piece that I've just recently started to understand and when I say I start to understand it means that I'm actually understanding little <laughs> and that I really that's what it is, is really how little I understand. And that the process in this journey is never to really say, I, I understand fully now. I know now. Like, yeah, there's going to be some steps that you're going to be able to find some ground um, of truth or some revelation that, that is quite firm. But even then, not to limit myself. And so um, 
for to be an artist now is really to pay attention is to pay attention to what's around me it's this idea that i'm constantly discovering uh more about who i am and who others are and um, what this world is and it's being awakened i love this idea of being awake and wondering um because it really it releases our control and when we mm. let go of that control that's when we often see um the opportunities are right in front of us but it's only when we let go and this it's really difficult for me to describe because it's something that is it needs to be experienced and how can i really better help others experience that is really starting to pay attention to ask questions so they look at a piece of art and say how am i feeling when i look at this and how does the artist feel when they create this? I wonder what it's like. And it's posing new questions about um, processes and that there's no, like, oh, this person did this because of that. Oh, it must have been this um, because this is what I've been taught. But what happens if there's more? There's more to the picture. And I, I think um, there's, there's just so much to grow in. And I think when it becomes too much about me, um, mm -hmm. that's when I lose myself. Like I actually mm. lose my skill. I lose my meaning. I lose my, um, just my identity in a sense, because when it just becomes, oh, it's about me, this is my art, me, 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 then I also forget that there's more. There's more than just me making art, but it's others being impacted by art. It's my own self-expression that allows me to, to keep growing like if i ever stop growing there's no such thing it's just it's a deception because i never stop growing and um when people say like oh what do you want to be do you want to be an artist when you grow up or i don't imply the idea of even growing up growing up implies that you're <laughs> you finish growing um and i just want to continue growing i just want to continue understanding and um if that means me going back to school even at the age of 70 years old or like i don't want to ever stop learning and paying attention to what's around me because it's in the simplicity often i say but um the simple that drives me to to wonder like oh it's not that complicated um, sometimes the answer is simple and sometimes the answer is complex as well but it's coming out and coming back in and it's this this tension of zooming out <laughs> um, and then zooming back in and zooming out and zooming back in and so it's really difficult mm. for me to say like um, uh, that there's one way to be an artist because as soon as I put a label on it there will be, <laughs> there will be, you know, so much more to say that it's not that label anymore. Um, and so we use these words, we use terms, we, we only use words to express um, what, what we know about it at that moment. But as we grow and under, understand and uncover, we discover there's so much more. And to use one word to describe one thing is, is just so limiting and I think as an artist that's what we do we expand we grow things we we push some level of boundary sometimes um, to say that there's more there's 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 something else um, and hopefully I I recognize that there's a sense of of love there's a connection there's this growth of as an artist to connect 
Um, and I don't disregard the idea of, you know, um, community and collaborating. And again, this image of the garden, that we can't be an, a flower by itself without, you know, another seed, another, another, another plant, another, um, it's just impossible. No man is an island. So I mm. guess an artist is really discovering that there's so much more, but there's also so much more inside of each and every one of us that, that brings the more to the whole. Um, and so I guess my, my journey is really a, to, to encourage people that there's so much more inside of them. And that might just happen through me being more of who I am and discovering all the more inside of me and that it will inspire others to be, to be more themselves and to, to try new things as I try new things. Yeah, I love that emphasis on the communal um, because I think often uh, when people think about artists, there's sort of this like false image of an artist as like this sort of isolated, like particularly for visual artists and writers, right? Like, you know, performing artists, it's a little bit different because there's an inherent communal aspect to it um, most of the time. But uh, often we, we have this image of of the artist as sort of this this um, person who mm. goes off to discover themselves and and uh, you know spends all this time sort of cloistered away. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, for me, like so much of my own creative energy comes from connecting with others. I mean, that's part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast, right? Like <laughs> I just, I, it feeds me so much to have these kinds of conversations um, and to create with others and be inspired by others. And so I just, I, I love uh, what you're talking about in terms of that, that back and forth creative energy and, and the desire to support each other, that there's, there's this need for mutual support, I think is really beautiful. Uh, and you actually are part of a group of people in Montreal that is working on sort of forming a little bit of a collective, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's, we have, um, there's this, this group of us that gather every month um, and we create these, these events throughout the city of Montreal that really try to explore uh, new projects, new ideas. And um, some of the things that we've done in the past was really just coming together in a community center and setting up some tables with some uh, large pieces of paper and people having the access to, you know, um, just paints and crayons and markers and using art as just like an individual creativity. Like we, people would kind of do their own thing, but then we'd give people the option to to collaborate um, on a piece and maybe try to interconnect their piece with someone else's piece. And um, this was this was really fun for a while. We've we've done that um, for over a, a few years actually. Someone else had started before I joined in. Um, but then recently we've been trying to explore something else and um, we went to the museum and we tried to you know gain in some inspiration as a group and then also. Um, we did another activity where we did some storyboards and some a bit of songwriting and just trying to explore what is out there and people just coming and sharing their skills and sharing what they've learned. And um, yeah, we're a group on Meetup. Uh, it's called Art Night for a Better Tomorrow. And you could check it out um, if you're in Montreal. 
Yeah, I'll make sure there's a link in the show notes. Yeah, that would be great. Um, It's just a great network of people who who are just wanting to discover more. And um, hopefully through connection and uh, through community, we we develop something in our collective. Hopefully, you know, maybe we we don't know the timing of it, but as we get to see who's got what skills and um, we can maybe create that structure for for people to come in um, as we grow. And so it's just the beginning steps. Um, yeah, just getting to know one another and create together, but it's been a really great journey. I've learned so much. That's awesome. So, you know, this leads me to my next question, which is, um, how does art fit into and feed the rest of your life? Oh, wow. If you, uh-huh. if you can separate yeah. them out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what, one, I would say that there is this, um, element of, de-stress like this is this is not the first one but I will say I'll start with it um there's this you know there's this fears and these anxieties that come up and I just need to draw back to my the simplicity and be like I just need to draw right now I just need to express myself and sometimes um the, the things that I'll create out of uh what I want to actually express maybe it, you know it might come through writing I actually do like writing a lot um more than I used to mm. I Again, one of those things that I was afraid of <laughs> was I can't write poetry or I can't write these, what is poetry and discovering that there was so much more I did not know again um, and just trying to write some rhymes, but also recognizing just lyrics or thoughts that would come to mind and just jotting them down. And that's been really fun for me um, as I've gotten to reflect out of what I, what I processed. Um, mm. but also using art as that way of seeing just the colors come together and just that relieving so much tension as well. Um, but there's also the, the, the real priority for me is just the self-expression is seeing the possibility of what's inside of me when I get an idea um, and putting it out. Like I think everybody has a capacity for ideas and they come through connections and these networks that go on in our brain, how we take one piece of information and we trace it. Like it's, it's beyond my comprehension. Um, but how one idea will come to another idea and it will meet somewhere in the middle. And I just want to put that out. I, I have, it, it gives me anxiety not to, I would say. <laughs> um, and so this has been one of my biggest, uh, my my biggest um reasons for for doing art and how it fits into my life it it just it just does it just is a natural part of who i am and i think it's a natural part of every single one of us and we've yet to discover it um and that's why i just want to be who i am so that people will also be able to just share that and i want to share that because i believe that people have so much more inside of them than they think um Mm. And it's as beautiful as a fingerprint that everyone has a unique DNA. Um, everyone's fingerprint is unique. Same as their vocal cords. They're completely unique to their, their body and um, their minds and their imaginations and their hearts and their experiences are completely unique. That there is no one like them in the world. Um, and that their mark matters. They, they, have, an, they have an imprint. Um, that's unique and needs to be shared. And so um, I just hope that I could reflect who I am as I discover this in myself, but it's really just a joy for me to create um, 
it's really a joy. Like it brings me so much pleasure. Um, I really literally get giddy, like happy, <laughs> like, <laughs> like excited um, when I just push, like just push myself beyond my own limits. And as soon as I want to stop, I'm like, okay, well, why am I stopping? It's because I'm tired or is it because I'm afraid or, you know, mm. and trying to push through my own limitations, my own boundaries um, and seeing the possibilities of what it is that my hands could create when I let them. Um, <laughs> and so I'm, I really truly um, thankful um, for the opportunities that I've had in my life. And I think it's different for every single one. And it's again, unique, but I think that there's some part of me equalizing that playing field and saying, Hey, maybe you didn't have that opportunity. And my role is to come and I'll show you how to finger paint if you've never done that before to get you started <laughs> and moving them from zero to one and eventually they'll make it to the 10 if that's their goal, you know, but yeah. I think it's important to start somewhere. And if it's baby steps. having the goal of doing one, let's just do one and um, I'll help you with that because <laughs> that's where I'm at as well. And so I'm going to move from one to two and, um, Someone's going to help me in that process as well because they've already done it and they've gone before me. So I'm really grateful for that uh, mm. the process, really recognizing that I can't do it alone and um, others can't do it alone either. Yeah. I loved how you, you said um, when you want to stop creating, you have to ask yourself, why am I stopping? Is it, is it because of fear? Um, or is it because, you know, it's really time for me to stop, right? Um, I'm curious what, uh, fear is definitely a big thing that I know comes up and, and creates blockages for a lot of creative people. Um, and I'm curious, what have been your biggest struggles as an artist? Oh, man, this is, this is always comes up, no kidding, <laughs> in some <laughs> level, because I just, it comes from my experiences in the past, you know, I think everyone walks through different understandings and I've come through different understandings and some of my fears are perfectionism, you know, and that's because maybe my environment that I grew up in really um, strived for perfectionism and it, that in a level was um, a deception as well because there's no such thing. <laughs> there's, we, there's always so much more to grow and learn and there's no perfect or right way um it's just maybe there's a better way but it's never a such thing as the right or the perfect and I think um trying to meet my own expectations um unrealistic unrealistic expectations to, to add to that really have um hindered my ability to to see what's beyond um me because I know I put limits a lot of limits and, and it comes from fear it comes with fear of what it can do. Um, and, and making, feeling like a failure or making mistakes. Um, I think it often comes up as well is that there's, I just need that reminder of every little step is important. Courage, take courage, battles, fear. Um, it takes courage for me to draw something even when I want to just stop because I'm afraid I'll make a mistake or I'm afraid of what I'll see because somehow when I visualize it, it makes it real, but making it real doesn't negate its process. And I think just 
overcoming the fear of process has been the biggest part for me because process scares me. It scares me because there might be pain, you know, there might be <laughs> a level of um, the more fears that come up as I try something new. And um, it might remind me of something that didn't go so well in the past. And I, that's just the, that's just what tries to stop me. But I've really tried to put myself around people who, who could see beyond um, my fears as well. And I have a really great community who can encourage me. But also there's a level of vulnerability for me to just say, hey, I need help. I need help. Like, <laughs> this is not easy for me. I need, I need guidance. I need someone to encourage me because to do this on my own, I'm battling. It, it's a struggle sometimes. Um, I just want to give up. I, I don't want to fear failure. I don't, and I think it comes back down to something we talked about. Um, and the, the quote you shared with me um, is this fear of being seen. Um, as soon as it's out there, it's going to be known. And once it's known, it carries a responsibility, a weight, and it comes back to being afraid of uh, people's expectations of me and making feeling like a failure in their eyes or um, caring too much in some sense, but also if I care too little, that it also could negatively impact people um, as mm -hmm. well. And so recognizing my own impact is, has been one of the things that I've been most afraid of, I think. And um, I love the quote and I'm going to read it because I think it just draws um, so much truth. And it says, and it's by Marianne Williamson. And it says, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. And I think this, this quote has been something I've been carrying with me um, mm. for the last, um, you know, seven, eight months, was that I restricted myself in a lot of ways. I didn't think I could do some video. I wanted to try that. Um, and I was like, well, why is stopping me? Well, someone else does it better. And like, <laughs> okay, I need to try this myself. And, you know, baby steps, taking little films of things I thought were beautiful and, you know, using iMovie to connect <laughs> and, you know, edit and trying to figure these little things out that somehow I stopped and I stopped believing that I could do it. And so um, I just needed to try. And I was and this was something that was really difficult for me, but I, I challenged myself um, <laughs> to to create a video, you know, and then I started making a few more. And now I, I do love it. I just don't have a lot of time for it, but I can make the time for it. But I also have other things that I'd like to do. So this is just part of the process of really recognizing that um, it's no longer me in my own world, <laughs> uh, but also just exploring so that also others can explore because it liberates others my own freedom liberates others yeah oh. I love just speaking of your own freedom liberating others <laughs> I think you are such a great example of um someone who uh similar to me in a lot of ways is is excited by uh and inspired by a lot of different mediums 
Um, and I love how you are able to play with different things, right? Like you're a painter, you play the piano, you're trying out video, um, you know, you're, you're sort of learning all these different things and, and just going out there and experimenting um, and, and following yeah. your, um, yeah, just following the things that, that excite you. Um, so, I, mm -hmm. you know, I think there's a lot of people out there that are like that and sometimes it can be awesome and sometimes it can be paralyzing um, <laughs> to, to yeah. just be drawn to so many different mediums and, and activities. Um, but I love that, uh, you know, I think that often experimentation with mediums that are not our primary medium ultimately always does feedback to our primary medium. Um, yeah. And and help us to get better um, and also helps us to discover new possibilities that we never knew existed. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's a good point. I love that you talked about um, play is because we are like children at heart. And I said at the beginning of the, the podcast that I am a child at heart and there's just such a desire for, for me to just play with what's around me. And I think, um, I used to think about just like the jungle gym and some people like, I just like the slide and some were like, I just like the monkey bars. And, you know, there's like these, these preferences and this one's better than that one. But really I just feel like it's the whole, um, the whole jungle gym that we have access to it all. And there's so many pieces and the components, um, components that make it all, make it as a whole, it, they're just so unique, but as a whole, it's just so wonderful because it just gives us so much permission. I think that that's just my, one of my goals is to show others that this is what you have access to. You have the whole um, playground, you know, this is go and explore, go see what you can do um, and discover uh, something new about yourself. And, um, that will that will liberate you that will free you and mm. um i just it's just a picture that i often get and i really love the idea of a jungle gym because i used to love playing and i used to love just meeting the people there as well like, yeah i love that I metaphor <laughs> community of people who who meet at the jungle gym and just like you know families go with their kids and like you you get to and meet and connect and I think that's just um, I say it's like the kingdom you know it's just the idea of this what it looks like to to connect and to bring it all together mm, in, I love that in such a simple way well yeah Lisa thank you so much it's been such a pleasure chatting with you today um, as always and uh, we Pleasure. do need we, time to wrap up the call, but is there any last words that you want to give us before we sign off? Oh man, I think <laughs> I've said quite, quite enough, but I feel like <laughs> just, um, I would say go and explore something new today, discover something yeah. new, um, take a picture of it, go appreciate something that you forgot to appreciate. And so, um, yeah, mm. I guess it's yeah. It goes back to that paying life. attention to the details. Yeah. 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 Thank you so yeah. much. Where can we find you out in the world? Can you tell our listeners where to find you? 
Yes, um, so far um, on Facebook, there's a page called Lisa Hanash Art, and it will be also in the below notes. Um, there will be, I hopefully January, an Instagram page. Um, I have not started it yet, but it will be coming. Um, and finally, a website called lisahanash.wix, W-I-X.com slash art by Lisa. And that's where you could some, find some of my paintings and previous work. Brilliant. So, well, thank so you so much, Lisa. Take care. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Everyday Creative People. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a moment to subscribe to future episodes and rate the podcast, leave a comment, and tell a friend. Drop me a note on Facebook at Dina Adrian's Coaching and join the community over in the Creative Playground Facebook group. I'd love to hear from you. See you again next Monday. Same bat time, same bat channel.